Do you f- ever feel crazy for believing the gold is there? <laughs> please say your answers. Yes. Please, please. You might. I think the I think the proper question. I don't, I don't think I don't think that's your question. Okay, what's my question? I think your question is: Do you ever not feel? Do crazy? you ever not feel crazy? Yeah. Welcome to the Find Your Voice podcast, a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life, your community, and the world. I'm your host, Allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. Do you ever find yourself wondering as an artist when your big break is going to come? Maybe you don't think about it in exactly those words. Maybe you haven't used the term big break, but maybe you have a book that you'd really love to write someday and you have dreams of publishing, but you know you don't really have the platform in order to support that. And you think to yourself privately, you know, if only so-and-so would share my post or If only I could get XYZ author to pay attention to me, then maybe that would open the door for me and I would be able to have all of my publishing dreams come true. If anything like that has ever gone through your brain at all, you're going to love today's conversation with Thad Cockrell. Thad is a friend of mine, longtime friend of mine. He's been in the music industry here in Nashville for decades. He's experienced a lot of success and a lot of failure. He's ridden the roller coaster of what it means to be a creative person. And recently, Thad had an experience that I thought you would find really interesting and entertaining. And I was really curious to get his take on how this experience shifted his perspective as an artist. He'll tell you the whole story in today's episode, but basically what happened is he got his big break. He got his, you know, five minutes in the sun, longer than five minutes. I'll tell you the story, but he actually got to meet Jimmy Fallon and play on the Jimmy Fallon show, which triggered a bunch of other media attention. And um, it's the moment that as artists, we all hope for and wish for secretly, whether we admit it to ourselves or not. What I wanted to talk to Thad about and what he does such a beautiful job of talking about on today's episode is how does this shift things for you as a creative? What kind of perspective does it give you? And at the end of the day, what is it that makes the art that we do matter? What brings us back to this frustrating process over and over again? So if you feel like you've been doing your art in obscurity forever, Thad is the person. You're going to love this episode. I promise you when you finish listening to it, you're going to feel revived and re-energized and ready to go back to your art. So don't miss today's episode with Thad Cockrell. Okay, I'm here with my friend and the one and only amazing Thad Cockrell. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Good to be here with you. You guys, you have no idea how lucky we are to get to be talking to Thad. He's been on Jimmy Fallon in the last couple of weeks or months, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Time is all irrelevant. Good morning, America. Mm-hmm. And didn't see didn't you, see any of that coming. You de- you deign to sit with us at the Find Your Voice podcast. Okay, I have to start with the question I always start with on the show, which is, what does it mean to you to find your voice? Mm. I think what it means to find your voice is how do you say 
what has been said a thousand times in the way that you were meant to say it. Mm. I think that's what it means to find your voice. That's beautiful. And what I like about that is that it means that you don't ever have to worry about, well, this has already been written. This has already been said because it's all already been written. It's all already been said, but it hasn't been said the way that you're supposed to, to say it. And I, 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 I think that we are all unique in that sense that everybody was put on earth to say the same thing in their own ways so that, so that really we finally get it. Yes. Because we have to hear a thing 800 oh times before we get yeah. it. Yeah. I love you. Okay. I love you. Okay. Oh, I love you. Uh, yeah. Okay. And at some point, one of them hits and you're like, oh. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, I think that's the, the brilliance of, of how we were created and what's going on in the world is, is um, we all need to find our voice and to encourage each other. I think that's what you do. That's, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what you do because <clears throat> just watching what you share and just our conversations that we've had, you really help people find their voice mm. and, and to give them value where they might not understand that there is a value in them, you know. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. I hope that's what we're doing. That's what I feel is my contribution to the world in the time that I'm here is to help people see how valuable they are. So we're doing that through the lens of writing, which is one of, you know, thousands of ways, millions, infinite ways you can do it. But right. you've been writing music for, I don't know, how many years have you been writing music now? I've been writing music. I started writing music in... 97, so 24 years. Can you give people who are listening a little scope of your career? Because you've had lots of highs and lows in your career, uh, including part of what I want to talk about today is the moment that you just about gave up, right? which is fairly recent. But I know from knowing you for the last, I don't know, almost 10 years, I guess, I've watched you have a song on a Super Bowl commercial and you experience lots of success with your band yeah. and then have the band break up and then right. do your solo music and, and all just all different facets of your right. career. Could you give us like the, the <laughs> overview? Well, you know, it, I, I don't think I was ever thinking of giving up. I think it was more like, I think I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good distinction. Tell me about the difference between those two things. Well, giving up to me is something that you're, you do in the middle of a task that you're supposed to. Okay. <laughs> and for me, moving on was the thought of, I think maybe I've done what I can do here. I don't know if, yeah. if I'm supposed to, you know, in order to do art on a commercial level, enough people have to sign up for the conversation to make it viable, right? Yeah. And we just gone through the pandemic and you know, I put out this album that we worked so hard on. Which is brilliant and amazing. Thank you. I mean, everybody worked so incredibly hard on it. And, you know, a lot of people held out from releasing music during the pandemic. My thought was, if there's ever time that the world needs music, it is now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why music is so incredible is because, you know, I could be in a really bad place 
and I hear a song and I'm like, oh man, mm. I'm not alone. Yeah. Or they help me, these songs help me make sense of how it is that I'm feeling. Yeah. And and really this this album was about me contending with my full humanity, you know? Yeah. The good, the bad. You think about like, uh, you know, I need a road to travel. I need a home that's mine. Mm. I need I need a shelter from the storm. I need a mountain to climb. I need all of it, you know? And then me coming to, to the realization of just how wildly needy I am <laughs> when I've been trying to, or most of my life, I would say I've spent most of my life, I was trained to not be needy. Sure. Right? Don't need me. Um, yes. And trained to serve others. Serve others and to be completely, like, unto your own. You do everything yourself. Yes. You know? And so then you, you, you're you trying and trying and trying and trying to not be needy. And, you know, the, the private conversation in my mind was like, if anybody knew how needy I was. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need, I'm like so needy. <laughs> we all are. We all are. We are, aren't yes, we? Yes, we are. I know. And I think I'm, I have watching your story unfold really resonated with, in so many different ways in my life, but especially with my art, being in a place where you can envision something for yourself, you there's something that you want or need, or I don't know what you would call it mm-hmm. that you see for yourself and you're trying to step into it and you can't seem to actualize it. And that I would love to hear how you, how that feels for you. For me, that feeling is incredibly can be incredibly demoralizing. And, you know, when I used the phrase give up, I have, I don't know how many times in my career been like, forget it. <laughs> oh, me like too. A one way conversation. Oh, with I've, myself. Gi- I've given up a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody that does anything difficult that doesn't give up a thousand times. Yeah. And either you find it within yourself to, you know, walk away from it, quit. Sure. You know, fine, quit. You know? Yeah. And, and then, and then, and then you could also give yourself, you know, the permission to start again. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so you start again. Or you have a conversation with a friend, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You're like, ha, ha, ha. Or there's this moment orchestrated where you serendipitously bump into someone who says, that song you wrote, that thing you wrote, that thing you put on Instagram, I Completely. was at the end of myself, and I read that, and it helped me. Yeah. And then you go, okay, Oh, here we are. Okay. again. That's not, yeah, 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 right, yeah. So, you know, the the overview would be, I started writing music, I didn't start playing music till I was 25, so I was late to the whole thing. I grew up, you know, a jock, a redneck, and went to college, I wrestled in college, my, my assistant wrestling coach, Jeff Dernlin, was the first person that I'd ever met that wrote songs and sang them. I was obsessed with music growing up, like mm-hmm. truly obsessed with it. So, I saw him play a song that he wrote, completely melted my mind. Asked him, how do you do that? He's like, there's no right or wrong way. You you know, you could write a song any way you want. And I was like, you know, the world that I grew up in, there was a right or wrong way to do everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought he had like the, the, the answers to the test, the cheat sheet, <laughs> and he wouldn't let me look. I was actually like 
upset with them about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, But it was the best answer. So I didn't start playing music till after college. And um, I uh, went and I got my master's, but I started pretty much learning to play the guitar, write songs, perform out, and in the studio. I did all of that at the same time. There was no gradual, well, let me learn to do this, and then I'll do this. There was nothing like that. It was, I just threw myself into the deep end, and I figured if I'm if if I'm supposed to, if I want to swim, I'll 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 get yeah. You know what I mean. And what was motivating you in that season? Like, what's drawing you to the music? Was it just pure passion and love? Yeah, yeah. I I had heard a song. It was actually a rest, after a wrestling practice. I was just getting the hell beat out of me, and I was like, I had ice packs on on me, and from wrestling practice. And this song came on, and when I heard it, I was like, "That's what I'm supposed to do." Wow! I've got to figure out how to make something that beautiful. And it was Neil Young's "Harvest Moon," which is to this day one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. So. The first songs I ever wrote, I recorded live, and those songs kind of took off. Didn't kind of, they did. They started getting played on the BBC, and this album, you know, my favorite rock magazine was like this magazine from the UK called Mojo, and it would be like the Dwell magazine of like design magazines. It's like super elevated, Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was in their top 15 albums of the year. That's so cool. It's That's so, so cool, cool, but it's also really confusing. Okay, what's confusing about it? Well, if you didn't study German and you woke up one morning and you knew pretty fluent German. Yeah, you'd be... Would that be exciting? Yeah, it'd be confusing too. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> what is going on? So what do you ma- what did you make of that at the time? Did you think this is a God-given talent I've been given? It's, you know... I don't know. That's sort of like a Midas no, I, touch I, kind of thing. I didn't. I, I, you know, I actually had to, to really fight my way through that because in the world that I grew up in, I wasn't even supposed to have drums in in the music. Interesting. Church of Christ? No, it was like Independent Baptist. Okay. It was. It was a. It was a cult. I don't okay. know any other. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if cult. What I mean by cult is is your ideas, the idea of God is shaped for you and there is complete, complete acceptance of that. There's no way for you to, to, you know, if that's, if that's my definition of cult, then it would be a cult. Yeah. You know, there wasn't like sex stuff going on, you know, or like whatever. Um, That a lot of times independent Baptists are like, well, then that's not a cult. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but it is the idea of, Get fully on the ship or Get you're fully, off the island. Fully on the ship. Yeah. You are fully on it or you're, there's no, you know, that's it's that's it. So, you know, no, I actually, it was really hard. I had to fight through a, a long time, me not feeling like I was being rebellious or me mm-hmm. not growing up or, you know, my, my parents didn't like it. it. You know, they've changed now, but... It took him a long time. Yeah. It took them a very, very long time. I think, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, but I think artist types, whatever you want to, however you want to classify those people who make decisions 
in early adult life that don't fit the mold, whether it's a Christian mold or just a secular Mm -hmm. cultural mold. You don't like do the next thing people expect you to do, buy the house, get married, have the kids. Like, I think we all fight against that sort of, there's an expectation that culture has that we're supposed to do this thing. And, you know, I mean, forever, I feel like people would would be like, when are you going to get a real job? And I'm like, I have a real job. This is my real job. Yeah, well, I, you know, I really liken it. I, I don't know if it's about being an artist, but I would say that it's about being an entrepreneur, which I believe every artist is. Yes. Every artist is an entrepreneur. Say more about this. Well, on a lot of different levels, right? So what an entrepreneur is trying to do is they're trying to find a gap between what is and what isn't. Mm. They're trying to find that, right? Um, An entrepreneur is someone that drives out west to find gold Mm. and they start digging while everyone else doesn't go out west and they don't go dig. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they don't believe the gold is there. They don't believe the gold is there. They can't imagine that there's, they don't think about what, they only think about what is. They don't think about what isn't, right? And so in order to be, an entrepreneur, what you are really doing is you're trying to find a crack between what is and what isn't and something that excites you to want to discover something that other people might want, enjoy, need. Uh, And so you're, you are the, the whole idea of it is that you have to go against all cult uh, against the norm. Yeah. You can't be an entrepreneur and do that. Well, I would say the same is true for art. You cannot make art. If you're not trying to write a song that isn't, it goes back to what we said at the beginning. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, I know this has been said before, but not like this. Mm. So there's the crack. Do you f- ever feel crazy for believing the gold is there? <laughs> please say your answers. Yes. Please, please. You might. I think the. I think the proper question. I don't, I don't think. I don't think that's your question. Okay. What's my question? I think your question is: Do you ever not feel? Do crazy? you ever not feel crazy? Yeah. Yeah. That's a better question. I have blips. I have small moments of not feeling. Of feeling like so completely convinced in every cell in my body that the gold is there that. I can't stop. And that's what keeps me going doing the work that I do. But, but yeah, I mean, most of, most of your life is spent, most of my life is spent talking. Feeling crazy. Yeah. Talking myself out of feeling crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So now this is a perfect lead into what has happened recently for you in your life. Yeah. And like I said, let me, let me go to, okay. let me tell you a quick, a, a quick story. When I started leagues, I was, it was, it was such an, a wild, crazy idea, you know, to start a band when you're 22 or 23, nobody like that's just expected. Right. But to start a band in your late thirties yeah, is like foolish. <laughs> we all know why you don't do this. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and so at one point I'm having a conversation with this, guy that most people would would know and I called him up and I said hey man I need some help and I said I need to talk to a gamer meaning like someone that's like game for like doing things yeah you know what I mean yes and uh because you can't ask everybody this question 
A hundred percent. You have to ask the right people. You do. You mm-hmm. cannot ask your accountant. Yeah. <laughs> you know the answer you'll get. Completely. Yeah. Right? So I asked him, I said, hey, man, I'm doing this thing. And I wanted to be out of faith and belief. But it really feels like I'm being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Like really irresponsible. Like kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like, Does that ring a bell? And he was like, oh, yeah. They go hand in hand. The only way that that helped is I knew that I wasn't alone. That in the waves that I was swimming, although I couldn't see him, three or four waves over was this person swimming in the same waters. Yes. And I said, I can't see him, but I'm not alone. But I'm not alone. Yeah. Mm. But it didn't make it any easier. It doesn't make it easier, but it is so affirming to hear other people say that, yes. you know, and I'm imagining yeah. people listening. So many of the people who listen to the show want to write books. And that is one of those decisions in life where you feel crazy for saying people feel crazy, even saying that out loud that right. I want to write a book because you know how challenging the publishing industry is. And you're like, well, I'm not a writer. That's not even my career or profession, or even if it is, it's like, there are already so many books out there that have already said these things over and over again. You know, why should I do it for me? I feel like, yeah, I, it's just so affirming for me to hear that other artists, entrepreneurs, creatives, people who believe that the world that doesn't exist yet can be called into existence through our creativity feel irresponsible when they're making the decisions they make, because I will say, having children <laughs> amplifies that feeling of irresponsibility. Oh yeah. I'm like, I got to go get a 401k. I got like that thought is a pressing thought in my mind. Yeah. So often now yeah. that, I mean, it, it, it has been throughout my life, but yeah. So going back, you were asking about the Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Thing. Okay. So what's unfolded in your life and talk about the moment, it, the moments leading up to hearing from Jimmy. well i i this album took a long time to make i it took me about two and a half years to make it started in nashville took me to la uh so there there's you know you have to be willing to go on the journey yeah these songs were teaching me a lesson Mm. they were they were teaching me things and so you know to your people that are writing a book this book is going to teach you lessons it's going to grow your character and stretch you in ways that nothing else would. Mm. And you have to go on that journey or else you quit writing the book. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of times when people quit writing the book or people quit making the art, they're they're saying, Enough. I think I can't do it no more. I don't I can't I can't I don't bend that way. Yes. You know? I don't want to transform in the way this piece of art is, <laughs> is asking trans- me to transform. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. calling me up. Yes. And this, that's this music uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah! It's wildly uncomfortable because it's going to put you in situations, and yeah, there, there's nothing about it that's comfortable. Yeah, you know. And so, if you think that it it is, or if it's just going, if it's just you, when I first started music, I was uncomfortable. Then I just I didn't care. Sure. I didn't. Ha- I didn't. I just did not give a shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but it was. Now I care. Yeah, 
unfortunately I care <laughs> unfortunately yeah. what what people think yeah which is just me being codependent as hell yeah you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah but I shouldn't care right but the idea is is I started this album it took me about two and a half years to make I started in Nashville made an album realized that wasn't it kept writing mm-hmm. and finally found like the thing and then did what I could do. And then it took me and I knew that if it was going to get better, I, I, I needed it to get to people that could help me make it better. Mm-hmm. So I f- met with this producer, Tony Berg immediately knew that he was the person who helped me do it. He's brilliant, massive intellect has worked on lots and lots of music that, I'm in awe of. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I finished this album and then the label asked me or kept pushing it back a year and a half to release. And I know what that means. And what that means is we don't know what to do with this and we don't believe in it. Yeah. Or there's other albums that we believe in more. Sure. That are going to be easier for us. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to transform. Yeah. The well, label doesn't want to transform. They want to, it's, this is so relatable in the publishing industry too. And I get this from a business perspective, but the publishers want to publish something that is known. It is known, right? But yes. what they're doing is they are asking, they are, so, so if you look at a bullseye. Yeah. And if you hit the bullseye right in the middle, nobody has to move towards that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you want to create movement, you cannot hit the bullseye. You can't hit too far outside of it sure. or else people won't go on the walk with you. Yeah. But so if you think about like, you know, there's people that are like very, a very known idea of what a book is, sure, right? Sure. That would be like the absolute middle of the bullseye. Then you have people that are out on the fringe. Mm-hmm. That would be on, on like the further outside of the bullseye, right? Yeah. And a lot of people aim for that. And my, for me, my bullseye is right in the middle. Okay. Of those two Between people. Between the two. Yeah. Because it gives both people both a place to walk towards. Yes. Right? And it's not too far for either one of them. Yeah. And and to me, great art gets people in the same room that you wouldn't think would, should, or could. Right? Yeah. So it creates, it creates a connection of people that you wouldn't think. Is that easy? Hell no, it isn't easy. Yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, I gave this the album to my label. They didn't know what to do with it. I they wanted to put it through the normal things. They didn't want to transform. So and I kept saying, Hey, these songs are going to ask us to do something that is uncomfortable. Sure. So I had to do that. And you're gonna have to do that. <laughs> yeah. And my manager, and yeah. you're gonna have to do that. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do what you do normally with this music. Yeah. Because it didn't happen that way. Yeah. I didn't make it that way. Like if it's asking that of me and then it's going to ask that of you. Yeah. And so what happened is they clearly didn't want to do, right? So So they pushed back the release date. They pushed back the release until the middle of the pan, you know, and then we didn't know it was going to be the middle of the pandemic. Sure. But even then they were like, hey, do you want to push it back? And I was like, no. You're like, I'm ready to share this. No, we're putting it out right now. Yeah. So we put it out and and they kept saying, no, we believe in this album. You know, we're waiting for, he said, well, I promise you that we're passionate about this. I love these songs. We're waiting for priority. 
And I said, by priority, do you mean that at some point this is going to be y'all's one album that you get behind? Yes. Okay. I'll wait for that. Because I believe in this song that I believe yeah. in this music that much. Because I know if they do that, something really special sure. doesn't mean it will. It could. could. Yeah. So then when the album finally came out, middle of the pandemic. Yeah. They worked priority. it for a solid six weeks. Okay. and But you didn't see much happen at first no yeah but they worked it for a solid six weeks yeah it which came is out about in june yeah i mean i had a book come out in in january of 2021 which is like right when the insurrection happened at the capitol right. and <laughs> we were like transfer of power and trump was going crazy and, yeah um so yeah i know that yeah but they shouldn't i mean <clears throat> it's not a six-week campaign you don't you don't ask someone to work to to wait a year and a half for your priority to work something for six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I guess I'm saying I'm resonating that the industry sort of works like that, where it's like you've got a window. If they don't see the thing take off, they're going to pull all their resources yep. and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," moving on to the next thing. On to the next thing, right? Yeah. So that album was dead in the water. It's so funny. The four days, five days before January fourth is when I got a phone call. From the Tonight Show. It was like the darkest night of the darkest night of the soul mm. stuff I've ever experienced. And I just want to say and encourage anyone that if you are getting this shit kicked out of you, just assume <laughs> that something good's coming. Yeah. Oh. Let me just tell you, if that's you right now, all that means is there's something really good coming. I love that. Yeah. So and and so you a few know, days later. A few days later, I get a phone call from my manager, and I've been very upset with my label and my management. Mm. I didn't feel like they were transforming. Like, yeah. Like I had done my bit. I can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, help like, me out. Yeah. I can only do so much. At some point we've all got to, we've all got to get on board here, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's so funny cause uh, you know, about six weeks previously or maybe three or four weeks, I'm not sure I was making breakfast in, in the kitchen and I was like praying and I was like, God, I'm so glad that they haven't done shit. <laughs> so that when you do what you're about to do, yeah, it's on you. Yeah, like they can't take it away. They can't take credit for it. Yeah, but then days before you get this phone call about the Tonight Show, the you're... day before I write down in my journal ideas for intentions a new, for a new the career, new, <laughs> intentions for the new year, right? Okay. And one of them is look for a new career. Just, you know, be open to looking for a new career. Yeah. Like, really something. You know, like, okay, I have my master's in family therapy. Maybe yeah. maybe I'll become, like, you know, I don't want to do therapy, but I, I, I've done a lot of therapy. I could probably do therapy. But maybe I'll become, like, you know, I'll help other artists and do coaching. Or I, I don't know. Or or I'll start a hot sauce company. I've been <laughs> making hot you sauce. You do make amazing hot sauce. <laughs> Thank you. I've been making it for, like, 10 years and... And I started selling a bunch of it during the pandemic. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to like really be open. That's January 3rd, January 4th, get a phone call. Got a phone call that Jimmy Fallon had heard my song. It become like his anthem and that I'm going to go, 
I'm going to be the second person since the pandemic to go into the studios and play in the, the roots are going to be my band. Yeah. Yeah. And it so didn't register at me that I asked my manager at the time who I I still love. He's an incredible person. I said, so I need to put a band together. I guess we're going to like, I need to rehearse with a band. Like, you know, do we have a budget to do that? And he was like, no, the roots are going to be your band. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I asked, I was like, how did he hear it? Oh, he said, I'm sure that, you know, someone from the label sent it to him. No, but point. you have to tell the real story of how he, well, people can go watch the clip too. If you haven't can. seen that on Jimmy they Fallon. Can. And then he called me back and he was like, no, that's not actually what happened. He was walking through a hardware store. He heard your song over the speakers and he shazammed it and he listened to it. And what's incredible is the generosity of Jimmy Fallon. Like I've never seen a late night host do what he's what he he did. And as your friend watching this happen, you know, we heard you were going to be on Jimmy Fallon. We were like so excited and I'm picturing, and we have friends that have been on late night. Yes, totally. So I'm picturing what we've seen before when our friends are on late night shows, which is like you play the song and that's kind of it. And And that's it. And yeah. And then it's over. It's like you're, you're like three minutes in the sun, you know? And you were on, I mean, you can Google this and watch this clip, but you're on Jimmy Fallon. It's the wildest thing. I played on a Tuesday night. The Friday night before, well, what happened is, is, is when this happened, I thought if I go on my Instagram following of like 3,000 people, and I just tell the people that care enough about what I'm doing to follow me on Instagram, mm-hmm. if I can tell my story, if I can tell what happened, maybe it, it, it could get to Jimmy and he'll know what to do with it. But the other thing I think you did that is And I think it would help you, other people. That's exactly. I think that's what you did that was so wonderful is you were like, hey, people, the, the all the believers out there in the gold you've been digging for all this time, I know you feel like giving up, but let me tell you this story that's going to- Well, and, and listen, I, I, I wasn't sure that I wanted to do it because there's a part of me, like everyone else that wanted to play it, cool. Sure. You're like, no big deal, Jimmy Fallon, whatevs. <laughs> no. Okay. No, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to- like, this is just the next obvious step obvious, in my career. Yes. <laughs> no, we all like, knew this was coming. But that's, that's really what a lot of times what happens. Yeah. Is people just be like, oh, well, you know, of course I am. Sure. Well, you don't even understand what happened. You don't even under Like, just that reaction, that response- to what just happened is let you know that you're disconnected from the monumental opportunity. Yes. Because there's so many songs, there's so many brilliant artists that get released every year. There's so many brilliant artists out there and that you are going to get an opportunity to go and do that on national television is huge, massive, right? Yeah. I didn't even have a publicist, <laughs> you know? That's so insane. It's I insane. Mean, so It just doesn't happen. I tell my story. The story gets to Jimmy. And my thought was, like, it'd be cool if maybe Jimmy tells, like, right before I play, hey, I was in a hardware store. To me, I thought that would be fun. Yeah. Like, literally, maybe a 15-second thing, right? No. 
we got a phone call from the 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 producer and they're like, "Hey, Jimmy told the story on the show today on Friday." Right? So it's Friday before leading up to Tuesday. Leading up to the next Tuesday. And I'm like, "Oh, cool." So me and my friends, we like watch it. And there's a video of me. I don't know if I've I've he goes on for three and a half minutes. Which in TV time is like, might as well be in half an hour. Well, first of all, if you had to pay for three and a half minutes of national television, that's so expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so expensive. <laughs> you know, a 30 second yeah. commercial is not like, yeah. you know, and he goes on for three and a half minutes and he's telling the roots about you know, and he's playing air guitar to my song. I'm telling you, my mind, it's still broke about the whole thing. Yeah. It's still like, I can't really believe that that, that that happened. And that he was that generous. Yeah. That he was that. If you're listening to this, you need to, first of all, go find the clip from Jimmy Fallon and also go listen to that song, Swingin', because you have to... T- just tell a little bit about the song because the fact that this well, was the song that, this is the that song, he right? heard. <laughs> it like, it's like is, so meta. It's like so it's many It's so layers. meta on so many levels, right? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you know, if, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. I want to go down hard with all of my heart, right? Yeah. And, and this is the song that he connects with because mm-hmm. I think he was on some level had to be experiencing this. We think Jimmy Fallon's not a human. That guy is as human as anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that connected with him on some level that there was a there was a a a, a point of understanding where he saw me. Yeah. Whether he knew it or not, he was like, oh, wow. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm like overthinking it. But there had to be something because it I think became that, like his anthem to and, the whole thing. And I think the connection is this, that whether or not he saw, I don't know if he saw you or whatever, but you wrote the words mm-hmm. that are not just Jimmy Fallon's anthem. They're an anthem for all of us. All after of us. what we, I don't usually swear on this podcast, so I'll skip it. But what we lived through in 2020, yeah. I mean, y- yes. not the end of the world. yeah. And, and so what ends up happening is I go up there and, uh, you know, at the end of the performance where I'm like, we did it, Jimmy. That wasn't me being cheesy. I mean, it was me being cheesy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also like, like, <laughs> that was done in the truest spirit of like, I can't believe we did it. That just happened. Yeah. We pulled it off, right? Yeah. And then I get a phone call from the Today Show, and not the next morning, but the morning after that, um, I'm on the Today Show, and it's their like feature segment of the whole day. Like they they kept talking about. And again, it. you're on for how many minutes? I mean, it's long. It was a seven and a half minute interview. A publicist, even a publicist who you paid tens of thousands of dollars to, could not have gotten you that spot. Only God. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. chills all over. Chills all over. I, 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 I yeah, it's, it's, it's the wildest, especially with how dead in the water that album was. Yeah. Like, it was done. Yeah. Like, it was like, you know, I was like, well, this was me trying to play ball, 
finally wait my turn on a label, yeah. have a big management team. I'm finally going, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop trying to be so independent. My And I'm going to like fall in line yeah. and I'm going to do the thing that you're supposed to do in order to get where it is that you're trying to go. That was it. And it did not work at all. So how has this whole experience changed your concept of yourself as an artist or how you move forward with your career or I'm sure in a million ways it has changed you? Oh man. I think I've been doing this so long now that like I I I'm I don't know that anything changes, right? I do I do I will say that and and and, and what's really crazy is after the the Today show interview, the song goes number 1 in the world. And the album is number two, which is also the wildest thing, you know. Like the 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 driver's license song was like number two. That's insane. Under my, I, someone sent me a screenshot of it last week, and I started laughing. I it literally looks like something someone like photoshopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as a, yeah, yeah. You know, like as hey, a, as a joke. To as yours. a joke, yeah. like hey, someday, you know, I believe in this, and you're like, awesome, <laughs> thanks, asshole. I mean, I think it um, says a lot about your integrity that you're saying this hasn't changed you too much. But I guess what I where my head was at is for me, the meaning that I make of it or what I take away from it or the reminder that I give to myself and the story has been so inspirational to me is just do your art for the love of your art. Allow it to transform you from the inside out. Believe that the gold is there and let the rest go. Yep. I feel just as insecure and just as lost right now as I've ever felt making an album. Wow. Yeah. That's such a good reminder I tell people this all the time about writing books, but I've written, I'm working on my 14th book now. Every book you write, you feel like a beginner. Yeah, You never feel like, oh, I've got this nailed, no problem. Well, if you do, if you do, uh, something's off. Then, 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 then there's nothing outside of you that's being written. Yeah. It's just simply what you know. Yeah. And you can do that. Sure. You, you can, can even have great success doing that sure that's just not the journey that i'm on yeah right and so you know everything is like transformative mm -hmm. and you know I, I i will i i will say that like i do believe that jimmy has put the ball on the tee for me mm -hmm. in a way that i don't i've never had like i know that there's a lot of people and opportunity that's good that's they're waiting, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Which is like it's so the, exciting. The kind of moment that you wait for as an artist. But my question to you is, does it feel a little daunting or unnerving to yeah. have that teed up? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, don't, don't fuck this up. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> it, it is that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and at that point, all you can do is be like, okay, trust Trust the process once again and really lean into having fun. Like you need to have fun with it. That's so important. It's so easy. I think the minute you attempt to monetize your art, and I think it's a really important part of the process to monetize your art, but the minute you attempt to do that, it's so easy to lose sight of the fun. It has to be play. Yeah. There's just got to be play in it, right? Yeah. And it's called playing music. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And and really for writers, and if you're if you're writing and you're trying to like dig down, play a game. Yeah. Like like if you want the book to go someplace, if you want the chapter to go someplace, make up a silly word game. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Or like or like you just have to like like make yourself laugh. Yeah. You've got to make yourself laugh. There's got to be something about it that you enjoy or else it gets way too serious. Yeah. It gets, it gets, uh, it folds in on itself. Yeah. Um, you become self-important and, you know, uh, which we all v- fall prey to We're everyone. All to it. We, I move in and out of that every day. I yes. think you have to sort of like weed out the self-importance where you think the world needs my book. No, you need your book. You needed to make that album so that you could become who that is meant to be. And what a happy accident that the world has also gotten to be a part of this story with you. Like, how, yes. How- and also, I, I really would love it if you guys loved it too. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> well, because it's an experience we get to have together. When, yeah. When I feel like something I make is resonant and people go, oh, me too. That's what. This is my last question for you, actually. I was going to say that's what keeps me coming back on the hardest days. But what is it for you that keeps you coming back to this process through all the roller coaster? I mean, clearly I love it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just think, I just believe in the power of, a song is what kept me alive growing up. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Songs kept me alive. So... Uh, if there's something that I could do to help do that for others, yeah. Well, what more meaningful call could there yeah. be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there. The, you know, songs are really the the only place for me growing up where I had an outlet for emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, or for me to hear what emotions felt like or sounded like. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's oftentimes the reason why kids like angry music is because mom and dad are too afraid to fight. Yeah. And they just want to know <laughs> that anger is Exists. a part of their is a part of human like, experience. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I had actually never thought of that, but that makes total sense. And my, I feel the same way about writing. You know, it was the one place and I grew up in a very conservative evangelical culture, different probably than yours. It was not Baptist. It was more charismatic. But I felt like writing was the one place where I could tell the truth. Yeah. And I would say when I sing, you know, it's like uh, in, that, in that movie, uh, Chariots of Fire, you know, the sister asked uh, the main guy, like, why do you, I think it's something like, why do you love to run? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it. What does he say? Gosh, his answer is so good. Do you know what he says? I can't. Hold on. It would take me a minute to think about it. You probably know it off the top of your head. He says, because when I run, I feel the pleasure of God. That's it. That's it. And, and when uh, I sing. Yeah. You feel the pleasure of God. Yeah. That comes through. That comes through. I've seen you play live a handful of times, and it's so fun to watch you. Oh, it's you. been so fun as your friend to watch this all unfold for you too and like I said you know you and I've been friends for a while and I've watched you kind of on this roller coaster and it's always been such an encouragement to me to see you push forward and keep believing in the goodness of human beings and keep believing in your art and 
just really grateful that you're my friend and thanks for sharing your story with Oh, thank you. I'm glad I'm glad you're my friend too. Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.